Well, hello there, friend, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach Podcast. I am so glad that you decided to join us today. My name is Amanda, and I'm an adoption profile expert. I help hopeful adoptive families create, edit, and share their adoption profiles with expectant families so that you can match faster. I do this by giving you step-by-step resources to help you all along your adoption journey. So let's dive right in. If we haven't met yet, my name is Amanda, and I'm an adoption profile expert. I've worked in marketing for some of the largest brands in the world for well over 20 years, and I have a bachelor's and master's in journalism and a deep passion for connecting expectant families and hopeful adoptive families. I've spent well over a thousand hours talking with expectant and birth families to understand why they pick certain families over another. I've taken that experience and my passion for adoption to help hopeful adoptive families tell their stories through the creation and sharing of their adoption profiles. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please click the little three dots in the top right-hand corner if you're listening to this on Apple and click follow the show. That's going to allow you to be notified each week when I release new episodes. Self-matching or independently matching your adoption without an agency is becoming an increasingly more popular choice by hopeful adoptive families. And it really is becoming a more popular choice because you can save yourself tens of thousands of dollars and you can make a deeper connection with your expected families. But when I talk with hopeful adoptive families that are considering self-matching their adoption, people are often worried about two main things. First, they're unsure how to create and share their profile so that they can find a match. And second, They're worried about scams and how to avoid emotional and financial turmoil as a result of self-matching their adoption. You know, I am here to teach you all the things as it relates to self-matching your adoption and to be your profile expert along the journey. But I'm really excited today because I have a new resource for you. Today, we're going to be talking with Stephanie from Adoption and Beyond. Steph and your team have really stepped up to help hopeful adoptive families through the self-matching process through a program that they call Private Adoption Outreach Guidance. So now let's meet Stephanie. Stephanie, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here today. Before we dive into learning all the new things about your new program, I'd love if you'd share a little bit more about your background with the audience. Great. Well, thank you for having me back. So I'm so excited to be here with you again. So I'm Stephanie A. And I am the founder and executive director of Adoption and Beyond. We're a licensed child placing agency in Kansas City. And we help adopting families and expecting moms work on their adoptions. And we also, also just a personal note is I'm also an adoptive mama as well. So Oh, tell us a little bit about your adoption journey. I don't think we talked about that much before. So uh, we adopt, I have five kiddos and one we adopted from foster care when she was eight and she just turned 21 a couple weeks ago. So that is um, how our daughter joined our family. So, oh, that is so awesome and special. And I didn't even realize you have like this secret hidden talent of foster care adoptions too. And I have people (laughs) looking for resources there. I I know who to send them to now. Yes. (laughs) Well, again, we're just so thankful that you're here. Um, 
and to my audience, you guys, anytime I talk about uh, homesteading, my experience is being drawn either from my own experience mm-hmm. or from anything that Stephanie has educated me on. So if you are looking for any resources on homesteading, she is a go-to expert. But most importantly, I'm so excited today to talk about this new adoption outreach um, offering that Stephanie has that I think is a really great complement to hopeful adoptive parents that are looking to self-match their adoption. So um, in our Facebook group, Stephanie, a lot of the comments when it comes to self-matching really kind of revolves around two challenges. And the first being, what do I share from a profile perspective? And then second, oh my goodness, somebody reached out to me and what do I do now? And where do I go from here? Um, And so that's why I'm super excited for you to be able to share a little bit more about your offering with the audience because I really think it's going to help solve that pain point. Right, great. So the two pain points that I see are exactly what you have seen in your Facebook group. It's how do I do this? And then once I get matched or once I find an expecting mom, what do we do? So we're here to help families be able to identify whether an expecting mom that's reached out to them is going to be a good fit for them. And then once they determine they're a good fit, then what's next? There are so many other steps that need to be done moving forward. So we're here to help fill that gap. You know, as an agency, we have four pages worth of checklists of things that we go through on how to help a family with an agency adoption. And so we're going to be bringing this out into the world and teaching families all the tricks and secrets that an agency uses to be able to work with an expecting mom from start to finish. And so you don't miss a step. Wow. I mean, can I just say for a second, like, that is huge. Um, As you know, I have a lot of passion for helping hopeful adoptive families through the process and just to demystify it, right? And just to make it a more human experience. Um, And so that really warms my heart to hear you say, like, we just want to bring forward all the information to help all the way throughout the journey. And what a great resource you and your team will be because you have experience walking through this for, you know, for years now from both sides of the table. That is just simply amazing. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'd love to learn a little bit more about like how your process works overall and really what hopeful adoptive families could expect and, and really um, understand more about it. So one of the first things, uh, there are several steps that we'll take a family through. So the first one is how to, for lack of a better word, how to screen an expecting mom to make sure she's a good fit for you, for both of you, for both her and for you. And also, you know, how to, how to get things like, a proof of pregnancy. And I can tell you right now, a sonogram is not a proof of pregnancy. Yes. <laughs> and you're so, so right. <laughs> yeah. So just making sure because those things can be fabricated. So just making sure that they're actual medical records from a clinic. So just helping a family be able to assist them and helping gather those uh, proof of pregnancy. And then also just how to identify red flags and things that are concerning that just make you pause, you know, it, you know, 95% of the time, it's going to be a great match and it's going to be a great mom. But there's that 5% that are just bad apples out there. And so it's making sure that you are in the right match and and, and not working with, um, for lack of better words, a scammer. And so, you know, just the other day, we had a family who was contacted by an expecting mom through a Facebook group that they had got matched up with. And she was in Texas. And she had already given birth. And so the baby was like four months old. Well, that's red flag number one. Most mamas don't place 
after birth. They usually will make an adoption plan before birth. Mm-hmm. And then she said, Hey, just to keep costs low for you, I want you to work with my attorney. And I can tell you when an expecting mom knows more about adoption than you, then that's a red flag. And so this attorney reached out to the family and they said, okay, so what do you do for a living? How much do you make? Uh, All these things that an attorney should not be asking because those things would be in a family's home study. And so, and they would get that information if this is going to move forward. And then on top of that, we started helping them identify an attorney in Texas where the expecting mom was located and get all the different pieces put together. And then the expecting mom says, I'm not in Texas. I'm in New Jersey. I told you that. And so her story started changing. Mm -hmm. She started forgetting who she told what to. And so it's just making sure. And so I told the family, I said, (laughs) yeah, there's too many red flags. I think you should walk away from this situation. So, and they did. And so it's just helping families discern um, red flags. (laughs) I think that is phenomenal because, I mean, let's just be real. real. Emotions run high in the adoption process, right? And when you think that you have a match and you start getting super excited and you start daydreaming about all the things to come and all of those things. And I know for me, you know, it can make me a little blinded to some things that an objective third party can easily spot, especially with someone that has a lot of experience in working in the adoption world. Um, and so I think that portion alone of your new program is really amazing to have the ability to opt into this service to get the help that you need through the adoption uh, process without having to have all of the other kind of um, pieces, if you will, that come with a traditional agency and by pieces ending cost really that come with the traditional agency. And so that's, I, I really love that aspect of it. And you touched on a lot of things there as it relates to like proof of pregnancy, right? And so in proof of pregnancy, having the ability for an expectant mom to know that her medical records are going to go to you and not necessarily a direct pass through to the hopeful adoptive family, if she doesn't want them to be, that could also give her a sense of comfort no matter if, you know, she's not a scammer, right? If she really right. is someone that's choosing to place. Um, but I also think that you and your team being licensed social workers, you are just equipped to deal with these situations in a much different way that allows you to be a, mo- a much more emotionally neutral. Is that the right? Mm-hmm. That's the right <laughs> word. That would be excellent way to explain it. <laughs> okay. Emotionally yeah. neutral way of saying mm-hmm. like, here are all the facts. Let's look mm-hmm. at the full picture. Um, and I think that's really amazing. And the other thing that just, you know, really stuck with me, what you said there was making sure you're the right fit for each other. I have a really fundamental belief there that you, you have to find the right fit for each other. And it's okay that you're not the right fit for everybody. That is totally okay. And as hard as it is to feel that when you're in that moment and that emotion of like, I'll do anything. I just want to achieve, you know, my dream of becoming a mother. Right. Sometimes you need that that tough love and that sounding board to be like, but this is really going to be the best thing for the child in the end, which is ultimately all of our common goals, right? Right. Exactly. Yes. And so from there, we go on and help a family develop a relationship with the expecting mom and to be there to hold your hand as you, um, you know, maneuver 
you know, uh, the time period before the birth. And then we also help a family gather the social history and medical background and help the family develop a hospital plan with the expecting mom to kind of know what to expect at the hospital. And most importantly, and I skipped over this, this is one of the very first things we do. We get the attorneys in place. We yes. get <laughs> the attorneys. And so that is so important. And just, you know, and another reason why it's so important is because if an expecting mom is not wanting to meet with the attorney, then that's a no-go. That's a red flag. And because you you have to, you know, even, even if she's a private person, there are some things that she's just going to have to do in order yeah. to make this adoption plan in place. And so, and the most important piece is getting the attorney. So we're going to help a family identify attorneys in the area where the expecting mom lives because that's most likely where the adoption is going to occur. So we're going to help with getting that in place. And then after placement, help a family get post-adoption services in place for the expecting or now birth mother. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, That's often one area that's overlooked in the adoption planning when it comes to self-matching is just really what are those um, resources that you can provide, you know, kind of during and after uh, the adoption, you know, is finalized. And that is really important. I do love, I love that you said, you know, we're going to get the attorney in place because that's always the first thing that I go to is like, Hey, the first thing you want to, you know, after you've started to form a relationship just a little bit, right. And, you know, realize that this is an actual opportunity getting past that like initial scam filter, if you will, then to get that attorney involved, because you want to be incredibly careful that you're following the letter of the law and what's allowed in that state. Um, and so you want to make sure you're, you know, not supporting um, financially if that's not allowed in that state and things of that nature. And so that is uh, really important. So that's that's a Absolutely. very warming thing to hear. Yes, and, you know, just the other day I was talking with an adoption attorney, and he, I was telling about this service, and he said, "I can't tell you how many times families have come, and I'm like, you've done what?" You what? (laughs) And so we want to make sure everything is done right from the very beginning because adoption is so important and there's so many laws around it. And each state is individual and unique all of its own. So it is. And it's important to have an adoption attorney, not just an attorney. Absolutely. Yes. Do not hire Uncle Joe who does estate planning. (laughs) Do not. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Um, and I, the other elements that you touched on there was, you know, really forming that relationship. Um, that is another question that I get asked a lot about, like, is it okay to ask this? Is it okay to, you know, disclose this and all of those things? So having someone that has that experience um, in doing that, you know, multiple times, I think is really helpful for hopeful adoptive families. Yeah. So it's just identifying, you know, exactly what questions are appropriate and which ones should be left. The harder questions should be left for the attorney. So helping discern which are the appropriate questions to ask and and who should ask what. So, yeah, I love that. That is a really great approach because you want to protect that relationship that you're forming. Um, you, You know, of course, you always want to approach the situation with love and respect. But there are some things, like you said, logistically that you do have to work through. And so it's important to have the right professionals to help you to walk through those steps. That is great. Yes. Um, That is really awesome. And then moving into like the birth plan stage, right? Um, Actually, before we move into the birth plan, one other point that you uh, talked about that was really important was as you're forming that relationship, it's about establishing those clear boundaries, right? 
during the you know kind of pre-adoption phase that is congruent with what you intend to deliver upon in the post-adoption phase. A lot of right. my families will say, hey, you know, she's messaging me all day long and I feel really compelled to keep up with the messaging. But when I have a baby to care right. for, then that's going to be, you know, really difficult and I don't want to let her down. How do I navigate that? And so I think it's great to have again the licensed social worker aspect of it so that you guys are forming a healthy relationship from the beginning that you can keep um, as you see fit through the finalization of the adoption. Correct. And so, you know, our name is Adoption and Beyond. And so the beyond is beyond the adoption. So, I mean, I just got a a graduation announcement from one of our kiddos that we helped place for adoption. And so we still have families today contacting us and asking questions. And so we're here to help navigate those relationships beyond the placement as well. So that is amazing. That is amazing. Um, Okay. And then birth plan was the other element that you had touched on there. And in it, when you're self-matching, that can often be a tricky conversation, right? Um, I, while it is incredibly rare to be in the room and all of those things, um, I know that as hopeful adoptive families, we can oftentimes want to just like spill all of our excitement into this moment that could be quite anxious and nervous and scary for our expectant families. And so again, I think the aspect of having a licensed social worker to help you know, really kind of coach you both through that, you know, situation so that you can work on that together to really form that healthy relationship there and pre-prepare for what's going to be a big emotional moment for both uh, parties. Yeah. So it goes back to, we have a checklist. <laughs> I know you're a fan of checklists. I love them. Step by step. <laughs> so we have a checklist of like, I think it's three pages in length of different questions, just real thoughtful questions, because you know, you don't know what you don't know. So it's things that you just don't think of thinking about. And it's like, for example, does the uh, the birth mother want the baby circumcised if it's a little boy? You know, just talking through those conversations and thinking about that, you know, do I want the baby in the room with me or do I want the baby in the room with you? Do I, Mm -hmm. you know, want? do I not even want you at the hospital at all? And I do I want those, you know, two days to myself? So it's just walking through uh, that and just working out the details. And so that way, everyone has their expectations when they come to the hospital. Now, something we always tell our families and our moms, this is just a plan. That does not mean it's concrete. Plans change and adjust because you don't know how you're going to feel until you're actually going through the process. So this is a fluid, but it kind of still lays a foundation. So people kind of have an expectation. And the hospital social worker, they love to receive the hospital plan ahead of time. That way, they kind of know what to expect and can guide the other staff there at the hospital. Yeah, that really is an incredible piece of information right there, sharing with your hospital ahead of time. Um, Because it is an a different circumstance while adoption is more common than maybe it has been, you know, it's sometimes in our past as a, as a country, but it is still a different circumstance than what you have every day. Right. And it's important for them to be able to support you to understand your wishes and her wishes um, or the family's wishes. Most importantly, that that's a really good point because those moments where you're in the hospital, that is a bundle of nerve moments, or at least I know in my own story, it, it was. Um, every time. And even though I had great relationships and I felt really awesome, those Mm -hmm. are the moments where the emotions were really kind of coming to a a pinnacle for me personally and for her. 
Exactly. Yeah. And it's really interesting because families sometimes have a hard time with the hospital because this is her lowest low point of Mm -hmm. probably her entire life. And this is one of your highest points of your life. And then you have this little baby in between. And so adoptive families find they have a kind of a hard time balancing. They feel guilty, you know, that they're so happy when they know the expecting of the birth mother now is, you know, very sad. And so just preparing families to balance those emotions is really important. Yeah. Honestly, I wish you had been (laughs) by my side during our adoptions. Um, I very vividly remember kind of a, a hallway encounter um, during one of my children's births. And while I wanted to be elated and excited, mm-hmm. I also at the same time was devastated for them um, too, right? And in the same moment, just because I, you know, feeling the emotion of the situation and the gravity, and I could see it on their bodies and face. And mm-hmm. part of me wanted to run up and give them great big hugs yes. and all of that. Um, but the other part of me was just like, I don't even know what to do here. So being right. prepared for those moments is is really important again because you you want to just have a really um, trusting, loving, connected relationship there. Yes, exactly. That is awesome. Well, I am just I'm incredibly excited about uh, this new program. Is I'm there excited any- too. <laughs> Good. Um, is there anything else that you'd like our audience to know about it in particular? So I can't think of anything. I think we've really kind of gone into all the details about it. And so I think you can find that um, through our website um, for Adoption and Beyond. We have our... It's it's under our fee schedule. So that's where our services are found for this. And it really details what's included in the fees uh, for this program. So that's where you can find more information out. That is so amazing. Again, Thank you for stepping up and loving our community and serving our community and really seeing that hopeful adoptive families are really struggling when it comes to self-matching. While there is a lot of beauty that can come in self-matching and the relationship that is formed, there's a lot of emotion and struggle that can come in this journey as well. And that's why I think that surrounding yourself with the right adoption professionals to help you um, and what you need is is really important in the self-matching process. And I would say that this is really one of the elements that is most critical to achieving your dream of, you know, really connecting through self-matching. So again, just a huge thank you on behalf of our community. We're super excited. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Well, again, uh, team, everybody just head on over to Adoption Beyond and you'll be able to find all the information there. And be sure and check out the show notes. We'll have links for you there. Um, But thank you again, Stephanie, so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the show one day. Great. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Guys, I hope you are as excited as I am about this new opportunity that Stephanie is sharing with us. Again, this is really going to help you if you are self-matching your adoption and you are just really nervous about what happens when you get that conversation, when you've put all of the profile tips and resources that I have for you in place. You get that first initial conversation and then what? And then what? You need Stephanie and her team to help guide you through the rest of the journey. As always, remember, you are worthy of support in your adoption journey, my friend. You can do this and I've totally got your back every step of the way. We'll see you soon. 